Welcome, everybody. Um, it's an honour to be here this morning and a privilege, and I thank the senior pastors for allowing me to share the word. And first of all, before I start, there's a word for somebody here today. And I've got a scripture for you. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Hope thou in God, who is the health of thy countenance and thy God. I don't know who you are, but someone is downhearted. And I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage whoever that is. It could be somebody online, somebody listening. I don't know who it is, but be encouraged. I'm on fire today. I am on fire because I feel to exhort this church to bring you on, to encourage you, to put fire behind you, the fire of the Holy Spirit. I have no power. Our God has the power. Our, the Holy Spirit is so powerful. We've been fasting and praying. You think nothing's happening. It's happening. Be prepared. We're going to have such a powerful move of Almighty God. We aren't going to be able to stand in his presence. He is just going to blow the socks off us. We get ready, church. Get ready. Anyway, I better stay on destiny. <laughs> and before I start on destiny, I want to say something to you, Rev. You have the most beautiful heart. And when you got up there and gave your testimony this morning when you were talking, I started to cry. You have the most beautiful heart before Almighty God and such humility. You are an inspiration. You're a beautiful man of God. Okay. This month, our theme is destiny. I nearly said testimony. Destiny. Now, um, destiny and fate in the world is based on divination. There's so many people read horoscopes, so many people go and get their tea leaves read, tarot cards, goodness knows what. But you know what? It does have power, but it's strange fire. Bad. We know that Aaron's sons went and burnt strange fire before the Lord, they dropped dead. If anyone's ever been there, make sure you repent and renounce it. You can't have strange fire. The only fire in us is the fire of the Holy Spirit. The only revelation comes from God. Isaiah warns us, Isaiah 8, 19 to 20, when someone tells you to consult mediums and spirits who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Consult God's instruction and testimony of warning. In God's word, we're told we have a destiny. We are preordained and set apart from him, for him. In Matthew 22:14, the Lord says, 
for many are called, but few are chosen. Why does he say that? Because the invitation's out there for everyone, but few are chosen. They're preordained from the beginning of time before we're even a, a dot. We were called. Oops. <laughs> Got to put up with my personality, everybody. I probably look like Ronald McDonald because I put so much lipstick on this morning. I'm singing with the mask on. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> anyway, um, in John 15, verses 16 to 17, Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you, each and every one of you. I chose you and appointed you so that you might bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. That's true. And the other thing, <coughs> I'll go through my Bible, I always use a lot of scripture because this is a living word of God. Nothing beats it. I'm going to go to John. I try really hard not to shake when I get up here, but I do, it's only my flesh. It's nothing. I'm going to read 1 to 5. This is so important. Because even though we are called, we cannot do anything of our own. We can't. Without him, apart from the vine, apart from the living God, he's got it all sewn up. The Father sent the Son so we would know the Father, so we would have redemption and salvation. Then Jesus gave us the greatest gift of all, when he died and rose again from the dead, he's in heaven. He sent his Holy Spirit to equip us. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. This is Jesus speaking. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will even bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But together, friends... We need to love one another. Turn around to the person beside you and say, I love you with the love of the Lord. Because that unites us. I love you, Pastor. Love you, Rev. I love you all. I love you with the love of Jesus. We are one in that love. That is where he dwells. That love is so important. The unity is important. It's important in our destiny. When I'm talking about our destiny, our destiny in God. He's got it all sewn up, but friends, we have to prepare. If we're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm not talking about a touch of the Holy Spirit, I'm saying filled with the Holy Spirit, absolutely filled. 
That's when we're going to see the power of God. That's when we're going to see the power. When it's not us, we're in that vine. We're bearing the fruit. Get carried away, don't I? <laughs> in John 16, 13 to 15, Jesus talked about the promise of the Holy Spirit. He promised us this. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, it's, it's not divination. It's not all this rubbish that other people listen to in the world. We have the living God who is truth. He is truth. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. How awesome is that? How really awesome is that? This is the living God. We have the spirit of the living God in us. We, we just haven't got there. It's our flesh. It's hard. The flesh. If you, we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but guess what? There can't be you in there. You've got to get rid of it. I'm watching myself. I'm fasting. And I'm thinking, Lord, all I can see is how ugly I am. And I keep pressing in and I, oh, Lord, you're making me know this about myself. Oh, I don't really like that. I, and I press in, press in, press in. You feel discouraged. Press in. Don't give up. Holy Spirit, take this area over. Deal with me, Lord. Help me crucify the flesh. Less of me, more of you. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, not just touched or I know he never leaves me. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He is in each and every one of us the minute we are born again. We are born again and when we are baptised in the Holy Spirit, we have power. We have power, it's there. But we have to crucify our flesh and allow the spirit of the living God. This is our destiny, church, not our individual destiny even. Our destiny as a church, this world is dying. It's dying, it's falling apart. Look at COVID, what it's doing. Anyway, the baptism of fire was foretold by John too, John the Baptist. And in Luke um, 3.16, he said, I baptise you with water but one who is coming who is more powerful than I will come and the straps of his sandals are not worthy to untie. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Fire! Be prepared for the fire of the Holy Spirit. We're predestined. We do have a destiny. We're predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. 
If we're going to be conformed to the image of Jesus, we have to deal with the self-life. It's not easy. It's not easy, but we have to... Like, our pastors are really good. Our senior pastors teach us pray and fast, even what we're fasting for this month and this week. We're, we're praying and fasting and seeking God. He hears us. He's, he he's heard us from the beginning. We've got to do something. We've got to do something. I'm going to read uh, Romans 8, if anyone wants to follow me. Uh, Romans 8, 28 to 30. And we know that in all things, God works for good for those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. And each and every one of us has been called to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. That is just so awesome. That is just blows me away. I just, what a God we serve. No, really, what a God we serve. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for what God is going to do in this church. It looks like a lull. It looks like, you know, like I've been trying to get here and stuff's happened and stuff's happened and stuff. And sick, I was just sharing with um, Pastor Abraham before, I've got a belting this year health-wise. And I was just reading the word the other day and I felt a shift. I felt a shift in my spirit. And Pastor Abraham said, been praying for miracles, been praying for restoration. And I thought, yes, he has. And it was just like that. I mean, I wasn't even praying for, Lord, restore my health, help me be stronger, because I go down all the time. Don't. And it, it's very discouraging to stand up. You know, you can proclaim the word and, and everything like that, but that's for no, no reason, which God ordained. Mm. I, and I felt it as I read, read the word. I felt the shift in my spirit, and I'm here today. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Anyway, Ephesians 1, praise be to the God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, for he chose us in him. He chose us. That's our destiny. He chose us before the creation of the world to be holy, to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace. And then it goes down to 11. In him, this word is spirit and life. I'm reading a lot of word to you, but it's spirit and life. Even if you just grab one little part of it, it doesn't matter. It goes forth. God's going to look after his word. 
He doesn't need me. I'm just the mouthpiece. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be to the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Be excited. Be excited. I want to go over to Thessalonians 2, 2 to 13 now. I wrote down the page because I'm such a bumbler. This is about standing firm. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to change now. We talked about where um, we can't do anything apart from the Lord. Got to be part of the vine. Without him, we can do nothing. You know you're all chosen and called. Yes, some of you are called to different ministries. Yes, some of you have different gifts. But I'm looking at the bigger church, the bigger picture, the picture of the church. I'm looking at the picture of the body of Christ. Christ is the head, we are the body. And we are his body. We're supposed to be spotless and wrinkless. I've got plenty of wrinkles in the flesh, but hopefully in my spirit, deal with our flesh. Get out that spot. Get out that weakness. I tell you what, he'll show you your weaknesses when you're praying and you're fasting. You'll find them out. You know, you think you are, might be an okay person. No, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you find out some, he's got a mirror. He's got a mirror and it doesn't lie. And you've got to deal with it. If you're going to be fair income with God, he'll be fair income with you. And we've got to be a fair income church. We really have to. We've got to be holy and spotless before him. And it's a daily thing. It's a, a moment by moment thing. If somebody come along, oh, that person gives me the pips. You've got to deal with that. That's your flesh. That person has created the image of Almighty God. Deal with yourself. The Holy Spirit is the power. He is the power to fulfill our destiny in God. We are commanded, my friends, commanded to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled, filled, empty yourself. 
empty yourself and ask him, surrender. He's not going to look for golden and silver vessels. He wants vessels that are surrendered to him. Let him turn you into the golden vessel. Let him turn you into the silver vessel. He just wants you to surrender. Lord, deal with me. Oh, Lord, you can see that. I can't hide from you. Deal with this, Lord. Help me. Show me. Help me, Christopher. Let more of you shine through me. You know, let the love of God. We're supposed to be people who other people say, wow, they've got something I haven't got. Look at, look at that glory on that person. Look at that holiness on that person. We should be different to the world. Not we mingle in and we're all the same. We've got the spirit of the living God. Let's start. That person over there. Do you know Jesus? You need Jesus. Be game. You know how Paul and, and, and Peter went about and did these things? They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled. A complete surrender to the Holy Spirit. We need to crucify the flesh. I'm telling you what, the flesh profits nothing. You don't feel good. And it's got nothing about feelings. It's nothing to do with feelings. It's everything about obedience. It's everything about surrender. I'm going to go to Acts now because I want to just um, share with you the fact of being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's so very important. And we're told in the word, like those early days, they were filled. They weren't just touched, oh, just anointing, I'm moving in my anointing. You know, people can get so hung up, oh, I've got an anointing for this, I've got an anointing, I'm gifted in this, I'm gifted in that. Hey, you know what? It's the Holy Spirit. You've got nothing if you haven't got the Holy Spirit. People can be have an anointing on their life. If they aren't surrendered to the Holy Spirit, they lack power. Totally. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. I know you know all these scriptures, but I'm saying them to edify you, build you up. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound came like the blowing of a violent wind from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit just didn't touch them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And then Peter, who ran away and hid and denied Jesus, and then, you know, he was a fisherman. I mean, his education was probably, he was probably taught by his father how to cast nets and fit, you know, fix, fix them and all this sort of thing. He didn't have six degrees. He didn't have a degree in divinity. He wasn't a reverend. He was a fisherman. 
heart. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, when he received that promise that Jesus gave, he got baptised in the Holy Spirit that gives us power. The power is from the Holy Spirit. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame, he just um, had spoken to this man and said, silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. He spoke the word of God, he became bold. If we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame, and we're being asked, how was he healed? Then know this, you want to see gifts operating in the church? You want to see people being healed? When people delivered, this is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not going to be gifts we have. It's the Holy Spirit who's going to do it. Empty ourselves. Seek his face. Pray and you healed. Jesus is, thank you, thank you. The stone the builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter, that's what I want you all to say. If you feel like you're timid and you can't do something, then they saw the courage of Peter. We have that courage through the power of the Holy Spirit. The more we empty ourselves, the bolder we'll be. I'm telling you, I'm bold today. I'm a mouse. I used to come out here and I would just die 7,000 deaths. <laughs> oh, truly, you've got no idea. And I thought, today, I'm bold. I might be shaking a bit, but I'm bold. And I'm bold in my God. I'm bold in the Holy Spirit. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were under, under-schooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So it was the power of the Holy Spirit they noticed. And they talk later that all the believers came together. And I just want to drive home that, that idea before filled with the Holy Spirit. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaking and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Now, if we come in unity and love and together and pray with one accord, we're going to see a mighty move. God in this church. A mighty move of God over all of us. You are all chosen and you all have gifts that God has separately given you for his church. Be bold. Empty yourselves. Seek him. 
Crucify your flesh. Fast. Pray. Listen to our pastors. Listen to the word of God that's preached. Enter into the worship and praise with our our worship team. We have all the equipment here. And the greatest thing of all, we have the Holy Spirit. Just, it's our flesh that's stopping the advance. It's our own will. Anyway, I, I just want to share now Paul. You know how powerful he was? What a powerful man of God. But I mean, he, he tried to destroy the church in its early days. And he would, you know, when he met uh, Jesus on the road to Damascus and he was struck blind. And then um, a man of God, Ananias, was told to go and lay hands on him. Again, how was Paul equipped? He was filled with the Holy Spirit. It's in the word. I'm not making this up. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then Ananias went to the house. I'm not even giving you the place. Sorry, people. It's Acts 9. Verse 17. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Paul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Church, God's about to do something new. He's going to do something new in us. We might have to forget the old ways. Make room for him. Let's not stick to where we think God should operate, what he should do. He's God. We follow him. We seek him. Empty yourselves. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. He is so beautiful. Spend time with him. Get to know him. Surrender. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I can't exhort you enough to do this. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we will see the miraculous. We won't be able to stand in the presence of Almighty God. That's all I've got to share today. Our pastor has uh, much to say. God bless you all.